1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that
0: exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, Assisted living and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort style amenities and high quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
2: Hey, Ken. Did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money?
3: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing.
2: Investing in gold protects you against
3: inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173 or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com.
2: That's buylegacygold.com. All
3: right, we know that you've uh, you're getting your ballots in the mail and we are going to have a uh, candidate for mayor, Rick Caruso. On the air on Thursday at 3 o'clock and on Wednesday in studio, also at 3 o'clock, Michael Schellenberger who's running for governor as an independent, no party preference candidate, the author of San Francisco. You can find out a lot about what's happened to that city. And it's kind of his way of explaining where he comes from in that he believes that that's the progressive dream taken too far and it needs to be reeled in. And he's not a conservative. He comes from uh, a more progressive political background, particularly when it comes to the environment.
2: But he's traveled uh, far down the road. So, uh, fascinating guy to talk to. And uh, uh, I think we we have to—we've reached a point, I think it's clear to a lot of people, that uh, all the progressive ideas have been tried out for five years, and uh, it's been a miserable failure. So, let's just stop.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's longer than that. To me, a lot of this goes back to the year 2011— And that was AB-109. We call it the, uh, what was it, the prisoner? The prisoner dumping bill. Dumping bill, right. Mm -hmm. That was, see, well, it even goes back further than that because they had a judge on their case about California's prison overcrowding. This is important. AB-109, that stands for Assembly Bill 109, was originally written to build more prisons. Instead, it got gutted into the prisoner dumping bill. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want to build more prisons. I know. They folded their arms and said, just like, and, no more freeways, no more prisons. And that's, by the way,
2: uh, how you can identify bias in a lot of these stories where they talk about, well, a judge was just trying to uh, uh, end the overcrowding in the prisons. And that's why California released the prisoners. Well, obviously, they didn't have to do that. Any idiot could say, duh, just build more prisons. Build more prisons. And they right. had planned to do it. They'd even allocated the money to do it.
3: Well. But didn't follow through. We had a governor at the time, Jerry Brown, who would you know, he, he went to the seminary, was Jesuit. Yeah. He, he, he felt very guilty because when he was governor of the seventies, he thought the sentencing got too harsh. He felt like he saw this prisoner overcrowding problem and said, This is my chance to undo my sorry past. So let's find ways to release people or not send them to prison in the first place. And the prisoner dumping bill, which is now eleven years old. Was the idea that, oh, well, if a prisoner gets released, and he probably got released early, and he commits a parole or probation violation, uh, just put him in the local jail for a couple days to teach him a lesson. But don't send him back to state prison. Because we don't want him in the state prison, and we don't want those statistics collected. We want to act like he's being taken care of locally. Many of these laws eliminate... They call it flash incarceration.
2: Many of these laws eliminated statistic gathering. Because they They, I think so, they yes. stopped They stopped arresting for uh, uh, burglaries, uh, shoplifting, misdemeanors. So they would say, hey, look, crime went down, misdemeanor rate way down. Yeah. This must be successful. That was the Yet, plan. Recidivism down because they no longer sent people who violated parole back to state prison. You just got that flash incarceration for a few days. Yeah. So what they did is they, count. they sucked a lot of the crime out of the calculation simply by no longer classifying it as crime.
3: That's a good way to put it. They sucked the crime out of the calculation.
2: Yeah, that's what they did. So the numbers that they were trying, that they've been trying to sell you, this is what Gascon does all the time. He's always selling you a bunch of numbers that are fake numbers. Because if you don't arrest and convict and sentence people to a felony, well, what's going to happen? Felonies are going to go down. And you're going to say, well, my, my system works. Now, the guy goes out and actually commits more felonies, but none of them get counted as felonies. Right. So there's the crimes that are actually committed and then the crimes that are counted on the record. And those are two wildly different numbers,
3: but it's unprovable. So it was a federal court in 2009 that ordered California to reduce the number of inmates. But as John said, they could have built more prisons. Instead, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the decision in 2011. What do you know? That's the same year that AB 109 was introduced. It was followed by Proposition 47 in 2014, and now the one we're gonna talk about in depth, Proposition 57 in the year 2016. It was sold to us by Jerry Brown, who continued to wanna reduce the prison population. This was a way to let inmates get released early. Don't kid yourself, that's what it is, early release. By setting up a system of good time credits, good conduct credits, a bunch of BS hocus pocus, just to get people out. But here, what the real issue became this. Will this apply to all the inmates, Governor Brown? Oh, no, No, not only applies to nonviolent crimes. That's it. Don't worry about it. The California District Attorneys Association warned back in 2016. They wrote in their opposition ballot argument, the authors of Prop 57 claims it only applies to nonviolent crimes, but... Uh, they argue it would also authorize state government bureaucrats to reduce many sentences for good behavior, even for inmates convicted of murder, rape, child molestation, and human trafficking. Six years later, they're saying, we told you so. And we the, told you so back then, too. And that, the latest proof is Smiley Martin. Smiley one Martin. Of, one of the suspects in the April mass shooting in downtown Sacramento, he received a whole bunch of credits that allowed him to serve only five years of a 10-year sentence.
2: And he and, had a terrible he was not prisoner. a good guy. No, right. he had about 10 violent incidents while in prison. Right. So there's no such thing as like he had good behavior in prison. No he didn't. Oh, well, he got rehabilitated in prison. No he wasn't. It's just lies. Almost everything coming out of the corrections department is a lie and the head of the
3: corrections department was appointed by Newsom. Prop 57 gave the corrections department the power to increase the amount of credits all prisoners can earn including violent Offenders. The agency has done this for both violent and nonviolent offenders since the measure passed through policy updates in 2017 and 2021. I remember the one in 21, they called it like some sort of emergency provision. Remember that? Because yeah. we had Anne Marie Schubert on, and they were questioning, yeah. "What's the emergency?" Right? Well, there was, oh, they were claiming the pandemic and all this stuff. We have to get the, we can't have this congregate living situation. It's dangerous. T- yeah, the, the pandemic was
2: used as an all-purpose excuse to all kind, do all kinds of violent things. Just vile and violent abuse of the public by using uh, COVID as an excuse It's just absolutely shameful, and uh, b- people fall for it. Well, I guess so. You know, uh, this this COVID thing is really serious. It's like, no. You you don't release violent prisoners just because there's a virus going around. That's that's nuts. But I'm telling you, uh, uh, 10 years ago, they had 160,000 prisoners. Now there's 95,000. What do you think those 65,000 released felons do all day every day? What do you think? They opened up donut shops?
3: Yeah, they might be doing
2: They fine they they got work. their they got their accounting degree? What? What they're planting flowers? They, they're 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 working in a in a flower shop. And what what do you think they're doing? Why do you think the crime is up so severely and is getting more spectacular and more brazen? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's the sixty five thousand people they let out early from prison? Do you think so, it's those sixty five thousand, or do you think it's another sixty five thousand?
3: So when they authored Prop fifty seven, they didn't define nonviolent crimes. So the legislative analyst said, well, it's going to be assumed a nonviolent felony offense would include any felony offense that is not specifically defined in the statute as violent.
2: That's another that trick. brings
3: us to the state statute, which has a list of violent felonies. But there's a lot of things missing, including They're... rape of an unconscious person and domestic violence. That's the crime that Smiley Martin. Smiley Martin. Say. See? And so that's another thing. They have
2: declared certain violent crimes to be nonviolent.
3: Well, <laughs> exactly. because they're not specifically included in the violent
2: list so so Smiley Martin gets out even though he had a domestic violent conviction because you know beating up your wife or girlfriend is not violence which is contrary to all the other messages we got from the anti-domestic uh, violence groups over the years right how terrible it is I remember what after after OJ happened the tremendous amount of publicity these groups got. And, and, you know, if, 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 you, if you just uh, 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 grabbed somebody uh, roughly by the arm, you committed domestic violence. Well, it turns out you could beat the crap out of your spouse, and officially it's not violent, and you'll get out early. Because Smiley Martin did.
3: All right, here is Jerry Brown in the year 2016, pitching Prop 57 and assuring all it won't include violent inmates.
0: Some of the people try to... Um spook people by saying, oh, my God, do you know what this crime is? And they're uh, they're um, eligible for parole. Well, eligible is, is the key word here. And if you're going to have an indeterminate sentence or a, a bit of an indeterminate sentence, you have to have discretion and you have to have judgment. So that means you can say yes or you can say no. And the propaganda of the no side is you'll only say yes, you'll never say no which has never happened in the history of the parole business. And doesn't happen now. Um, yes, it does. Most pearls. not. how many events have been released? On a yearly basis. 65. This is a very interesting topic, a very important topic that touches safety, fear, religion, forgiveness, redemption. Oh, see, the whole oh, oh. definition of who we are as a civilization. Oh, so my I God. can't get any bigger than this issue.
2: This is his shtick. Oh, my God, that's a great clip, okay? Because he starts out by trying to, trying to be funny and making you laugh. It's like, oh, everybody gets spooked, right? He talks in an exaggerated way. This, is, this was his charm. He is a prolific, pathological liar. But he puts on a good performance. It gets you to laugh a little bit at the beginning. You notice has the tone of his voice is constantly changing to keep you interested. And then at the end, he starts invoking these spiritual mantras. Play that last line again. Because then he starts appealing to your uh, your conscience It starts appealing to your emotion. We all want to think of ourselves as good people, and we forgive, and we believe in redemption, and we believe in second chances, right? We're all trained since birth to feel that way, and that we're embarrassed to say, no, I don't believe it, because I don't believe in redemption. I don't believe in second chances. I don't believe in all that spiritual hocus-pocus nonsense. I think it's a load of crap. That's not what human nature is. But play that thing again.
0: This is a very interesting topic, a very important topic that touches Safety, Safety, fear, religion, religion. forgiveness, redemption—the whole definition of who we are as a civilization. So yeah. I think it can't get any bigger than this issue.
2: Yeah, the definition of who mm. we are as a civilization. In other words, if you don't believe in how he defines civilization, then you must be this hard-hearted, cold bastard. Well, you don't believe in religion and forgiveness and redemption. You don't believe in the in the preachings of Jesus himself. That is, that is great emotional manipulation on his part. And he was trained as a Jesuit, as a seminarian, to know how to press those hot buttons. How do you think these guys keep people coming to church? And how do you think these guys get people who go to church to dump so much of their money into the church coffers, huh? It's that. That kind of language. That kind of emotional manipulation. And that's how he got people to vote for this stupid, stupid proposition. That and he lies compulsively.
3: All right, more coming up. Johnny and Ken, KFI. Okay, uh, coming up after 5.30, an update on Russia-Ukraine. A few developments today. It was Victory Day in Russia and parts of Europe because of World War II celebrations. And they still do that. Uh, but we'll tell you a couple things about Putin and also entering the picture, maybe in a funny way, maybe not, Elon Musk. Elon Musk enters the picture, Ukraine versus Russia. You'll find out all of this. After the news at 530, we found out late in the show on Friday that there was a warning coming from the power operators in California. The Public Utilities Commission, the independent system operator known as the ISO, not exactly independent, but and the California Energy Commission, that once again this summer, We could have failures on the power grid. In fact, it was described in the Sacramento Bee as the fragile power grid. And the failure is of
2: uh, Newsom and Jerry Brown and the California government because they have not created a large enough reliable power supply. Yeah. So
3: so now every summer we're going through this. In fact, the state, of course, is trying to move towards 100% renewables to rely on oh and i found the story the other day john apparently at three o'clock one day last week and it didn't last long the state was allegedly running completely on renewables
2: because the electricity use was very low at that moment three o'clock is a low point especially a cooler day if if it's a cool day um the the really the really tough part of the day is 6 to 9 o'clock when everybody goes home and everybody's got air conditioning on and televisions on and uh, kitchen appliances because they're they're making dinner. That is the big overload. And there is not enough <coughs> power for 6 to 9 o'clock. In fact, that's when the wind dies down and that's when the sun sets. So you see the dilemma
3: They've In fact, invent- we're being inundated with commercials telling us to conserve between 4 and 9 p.m. Well, I keep seeing them on TV. Right, but you see how stupid They're that is? They're trying to run a public campaign to make people do this because they can't provide enough power well, with their renewables. They need to
2: build more conventional power plants that run on natural gas. That's what a rational society does. You don't take the heaviest part of the day, 6 to 9, and say, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, use a lot less energy. It's like, no, that's the time of day I need the most. And uh, I pay taxes to build an energy infrastructure. So between six and nine, when my needs are at the peak and I'm paying, right? I'm paying my bills every month. Then you have to supply it. You don't go tell me that I can't use it. You're supposed to supply it. And the reason they're not supplying it is because they don't have enough conventional power plants. They over-rely on fickle solar and energy. And Again, what they
3: often do is they import from other states, but now other states are tightening up their supplies and we're not be able to do that as much anymore. Here, and uh, then the drought... The lack of water has made hydropower a problem.
2: Well, the drought is a common thing in this part of the world. It always has been. I keep telling
3: you, 800... Right, but there wasn't 40 million people here using all the power we use.
2: Now. Right, but a, an intelligent per, intelligent government, an intelligent governor looks at the history, sees that we, early in the last millennia, millennium, we had 800 years of drought. We literally had 800 years of drought. So you, you, you have to expect that stuff like that is going to happen. It could. We could have another 100 years like it's right. going on now. Everybody's, uh, everybody's talking about the dead bodies in Lake Mead. Well, there could be no Lake Mead. That's an artificial reservoir. It wasn't meant, there wasn't meant to be a, a body of water there. We might find 500 bodies by the time it's done. You right. cannot build uh, a, a power system based on hydroelectric power and wind and solar. It's stupid. He has now reversed closing natural gas plants because he has to. He's going to reverse closing the nuclear plant
3: because he has to. Yeah, that's Diablo Canyon. They're, they're, it's supposed to close in 2025, but he's talking about uh, not doing that. Yeah, they... the. There's uh, 202,280 megawatts of generating capacity. And they're all saying the same thing. Uh, apparently, Newsom's cabinet secretary said we can't keep any options off the table, and you know he's up for re-election this November. Not that that isn't a far-gone conclusion, but if there's a bunch of blackouts this summer, you know that and, could get people angry. And he could try to paper over this by screaming
2: about climate change all he wants. If there is climate change, it's not going away. If there isn't climate, ch- if there isn't man-made climate change, you could still get eight hundred years worth of drought. It doesn't matter what's causing it. What matters is it happens with or without what we do on the planet, and, and we're basically a hot, dry desert area that we artificially pumped in enormous amounts of water to put together our fake little civilization. And you, you, need, you, need, you need all the water, and you need all the, uh, all the electrical plants. So they should build more gas plants, knock it off with the wind and solar obsession— clearly doesn't work and they they have never built the they, now they're looking at trying to build battery farms to collect the wind and solar power
3: well that should have been built years ago years ago right what do they have they do had that infrastructure ready for this day yeah have you, if you really want to go to 100 renewables you better have a lot of battery storage they he makes these announcements oh, we are going to go 100 percent, but there's no infrastructure
2: to support it i i mean i I, I the same thing with with uh electric powered cars There's no electrical grid to support it, and you're going to have to burn natural gas in order to provide the electricity for the electric cars. So how much is it all saving? I I just find all this stuff to be so
3: nuts. Just nuts. Makes no sense. All right, coming up next, an update on Russia, Ukraine. Uh, Is Vladimir Putin going to have another child? I know that sounds hard to believe, but there are some reports coming out, and How does Elon Musk fit into this with his odd tweet about being threatened? All coming up. John and Ken KFI. All right. In case you're just tuning in, the Alabama pair that's been on the run for well over nine days, the Whites. They both have the last name White. It's a prison guard and a Alabama murderer. They've been caught. They were caught after a car chase in Indiana. The female prison guard shot herself. Vicki White is her name, and we don't know her condition. But I guess at the end of the chase, she just decided that uh, this is as far as I want to go. He gave up, though. There was a lot of talk about how he was going to be difficult to take back into custody, but he's escaped before, so yeah, maybe he just figures he'll find another woman to.
2: Uh, yeah, he, he did a number on this uh, this woman. Yeah, they one of the most them through. one one of the most unlikely targets, and uh, got her to just uh, dis- blow up her life. Thank God surveillance is
3: everywhere. They were spotted at a car wash, at a gas station, and eventually got a tip well, they were at a hotel. How are these two going to hide?
2: I mean, I their descriptions are comical. He's 6'9", 330 pounds, with, with two eyeballs tattooed on the back of his head.
3: Well, they think he might have been wearing hats and trying to I know, but cover still, his appearance. I... The tattoos, too. I don't think he went bare-chested. <laughs> She supposedly changed the color of her hair, maybe, is another report I saw, because she's yeah. striking blonde hair. But six, nine is six, nine. Back to Russian-Ukraine. Today was Victory Day in Europe, obviously celebrating the defeat of the Nazis during World War II. We also learned that the Russians have bombed a school building now, over the weekend. Uh, it was in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region, which a lot of where the activity is going on in that country now there weren't kids sitting at desks, uh, but it was a place that civilians have been hiding in. Boy, they've been hiding on going on well, almost two months now or a month and a half. It's no wonder millions fled the country. I mean, how long can you just try to hide? Yeah, from no, that's the...
2: that's the thing. When, when weird stuff like that happens, just get out.
3: Yeah, they managed to save about 30 people, but they fear that uh, there could be t- dozens more who may have been inside the building and they're still trying to Sorted out. Meanwhile, there are reports that uh, Vladimir Putin might be a father again. His 38 year old Olympu- Olympic gold medal winning gymnast girlfriend supposedly is pregnant again. Her name is Alina Kabieva. Did you say ooh? Ew, yeah. He's 69. Yeah. She's 38.
2: I don't want to think about. Uh... Putin in heat. Um,
3: some thought today at the Victory Day celebrations, he looked weak again. It was the well, constant well, speculation about his health. Well, <laughs> Although I saw a story last week that it comes from the same source, so it may not be reliable. It may just be more propaganda to try to make everybody yeah, believe but it, you he's know, dying. Stop teasing. Die already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't want to. They keep raising our hopes, and he keeps on living.
3: Supposedly, they share already seven-year-old twin daughters and two sons. He
2: can't leave that her alone. That would
3: be Putin huh? and Khabibeva.
2: I guess when he wants to, uh, they've been hiding in Switzerland, were reports. When he wants to have a role, what, what's she gonna? She can't say no, huh? It uh, could be trouble because then you end up in uh, in Siberia. Do you know what her uh, title is in Russia? No. Russia's most
3: flexible woman. Oh, that's right. She's a rhythmic <laughs> gymnast. <laughs> Uh, you're right. She eventually got. And I don't into think po- that means politics. she's easygoing. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like the uh, Willie Brown Kamala Harris relationship? She eventually got into <laughs> politics. She was a pro-Kremlin member. Was appointed by the Kremlin to run the state-owned national media group. Yeah,
2: she had the goods though: two Olympic We're... medals, 14 World Championships, 21 European Championships.
3: There you go. You know, she's a real thing. Now, Elon Musk entered the fray over the weekend. He sent out a tweet saying that if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. This is because he's been using Starlink, a constellation of more than 2000 satellites in low Earth orbit, beaming Internet connections to dishes around the world. It's been a particularly strong presence in Ukraine introduced to keep the country online amid the ongoing Russian invasion. And he tweeted out the information because supposedly the head of the Russian space agency, Roscosmos, expressed some displeasure at Musk giving Starlink equipment to, (laughs) this is what they referred to the Ukrainians, the Nazi Azov Battalion.
2: Well, it's given the Ukrainians. You know how much, how many photos and videos and accounts they've sent out to the world about what the Russians are doing. We've seen all the atrocities, and we've also seen how much damage the Ukrainians did to the Russians. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's it's thoroughly embarrassed the Russians. I mean, their reputation as a military is shot, and everyone's seen the vicious brutality of Putin. So yeah, they're they're pissed at, at Musk because without that. Uh, that that uh, system that that he
3: uh, built for the Ukrainians, we would know very little. Well, yeah, it's his system, but he's turned over a lot of it. To Starlink, the the Russian head of this space agency, his name is Dmitry Rogozin, has already warned the world that Russia could destroy all NATO countries in about a half an hour.
2: That's probably true.
3: So that's why Musk made a joke about maybe they're going to come and poison him, or he didn't make it. He just said, no, "If I die under mysterious circumstances, well,
2: he better get a food tester." So we, I mean, you know what's going they are
3: very capable
2: of uh, killing him in this country.
3: Yeah, I don't think that would change Ukraine getting the Starlink satellite equipment, mm-hmm. but um, if that's what they want to carry out, so Musk is a Nazi too. They're all Nazis. It's a good word. Yeah, uh, in that's Day.
2: yeah. No, you know what's funny? Somebody some. Uh, political analyst pointed out that not Putin doesn't necessarily expect all the Russians to believe what he's saying but he's telling them what they have to say out loud this is what they this is the public face they must put out and it must be what they say privately as well what he uses these speeches to give them the script this is the way we discuss this issue you know, obviously, people are going to have whatever thoughts they have in their head, or they might have some uh, backdoor ways to get online. But, uh, you know, if anybody's overheard saying something about uh, Putin's uh, murderous aggression or how they've uh, screwed up the war, then uh, you get that, that knock at
4: the door.
3: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken. Well, we hope to get our uh, voter guide out this week. We're working on it. Right, John? Hmm? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm all in favor. It's the end of the show, making I, sure you're away. I agree. Who here, here is who not to vote for. Just one candidate. Are you ready? Yes. You may not know this person. They are running. Their name is Aaron Darling. Don't know them. Why would I say do not vote for them? Do you have a guess? Is that a man or a woman? Aaron is a woman. E-R-I-N, Erin right, Darling. I will, Why would I bring this up? Can you have one I, I guess? I have no idea. I don't know who she is. I don't know what she's running for. Think of the worst politician in the history of the John and Ken show. Mike Bonin. That's correct. He's endorsing her to replace <laughs> him. Wow. That's, that's all you need to know.
2: That is giving like giving somebody political typhoid.
3: Well, that's Pol- what he did today. He just sent out an email endorsing Erin Darling to succeed me on the L.A. City Council. That, that's political Ebola. He uh, I mean, referred you to her as he calls her uh, a well, genuinely progressive candidate, the only genuinely progressive candidate in the race. <laughs>
2: that guarantees she's going to lose. You think so? Absolutely.
3: Wouldn't he get thirteen percent of the vote and maybe she can come in second in the primary? No. No.
2: He wouldn't. No. Get the... I mean, I mean. Well, first of all, people are probably mostly not going to be aware that is endorsing. Yeah. But if hopefully that'll get around it's getting going to get around now because we're talking about it no he 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 is toxic everybody hates him it's it's the Gascon situation he's he's lost everybody on his own side because life life is intolerable all
3: right now i remember a story a couple of years ago that's comparable to this this is not as bad remember the lapd officer that apparently uh I think he went and had sex with a dead woman that was a, a woman found unresponsive in a home. Remember that story? Yeah. In San Jose, apparently police were called to a family home for a matter. I'm not really sure what it was, but one of the police officers apparently excused himself, went inside another room in the home, and began pleasuring himself. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he just could not. It says an unspecified call for service in San Jose. He stepped away from the group inside the home and then began to pleasure himself. One of the residents speaking to police spotted the officer, and the other cops detained him. Uh <laughs> his own his own. Well cop they have to. Have you can't to. do that. I don't know what's the it's not <laughs> trespassing exactly, is it? Or is it? <laughs> Is it public loot behavior while well, it's in a private house? I just got to know. What is it that struck this guy that he said, Well, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get away from the group, oh, find a little private bedroom, and I got to do it right now. Uh, I
2: got to. Was it one of the residents? Yeah, you wonder if something looked, turned it uh, on. Look, per- seriously. I mean, every guy Have you ever heard it. of such a thing? No. No, I don't get these, these guys who just spontaneously have to... Uh,
3: yeah, we see homeless guys on the subway, right? All right, homeless guys, yeah, because they're insane, right? Right. But a cop, there is no a cop. How old is he? It, they're giving no more information. I mean, you know, when you're 19, just uh, when you're 19, you're kind of that way. But it's a story about several problems on the the latest black mark for San Jose police. But it doesn't. Say. Oh, it's one guy. I hate that. Oh, a black. Oh no, there's the another. Some other well, guys. Another guy doing this too? No, another guy was driving under the influence of alcohol during a All search right. for a kidnapped child. All right, That's well, a little weird too. One
2: drunk cop and one guy with a
3: with a drinking problem.
2: <laughs> too much uh, too much uh, testosterone. Yeah, By the way, uh, Aaron Darling is a man. Before, oh, is it before right? he gets sued. Yeah.
3: Oh wow! I never would have thought that. Uh... Oh, you're right. There he is. Yeah, hey, I, I just clicked the link. I went to. I've never heard that name used for a male. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah. I'm a civil rights lawyer, a surfer, and a father of a three year old. There you go. Hmm. Okay, you're right. I'm corrected. So just to avoid a lawsuit, I, assume, I shouldn't assume based on names now because names are all we, over uh, the place. Yeah, we aren't uh, they?
2: degendered him or something. Um, <laughs> we got
3: Cut Conway in here. Hey now.
2: Hey now. What's that
4: jacket you're wearing? You got your name on the jacket? And... Uh, oh, yeah, it does have my name. I didn't even see oh, that. It oh, looks that's like un- uh, embarrassing, like, right?
2: Like some kind of uh, military
4: jacket? Uh, or, It's uh... the West Hollywood division of the. Uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department. Ah, see, I knew. So, so I did a, a, a golf tournament for them, and they they laid this jacket on me. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wear that everywhere I go. That
2: looks cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's like olive. Co-
4: co- yeah, it's like a what do they call it, a bomber jacket? Yeah, uh, but yeah. I I didn't know it had my name on it. Yeah. I feel like an a-hole. You know? <laughs>
3: Just watch out for the defund people. They may come after <laughs> you. That's right. right. You'll the st- enemy to them.
2: How nuts! I I, I saw the Kentucky Derby on oh, tape. My God. I mean, how? Oh, how, how yeah.
4: Well, I can show you my ticket. I have... I had uh, one, 3, 10, 13, exacta, trifecta, and superfecta. Uh, right,
3: twenty-one was the winner. So
4: if twenty-one finishes where it was supposed to, which was dead last, yeah, I have the exacta, the trifecta, and the superfecta about twenty-three grand. Let me no. tell
3: you what you I, I be did. Kidding, I'll show
4: you the ticket. I really? watched the race I'll show you live. The ticket. Yeah.
3: I watched the race live, and I'm scrolling through some reporters who were picking this horse wasn't there because it just got in Friday. It just got into the race Friday. So none of them were, these stories were like a day old. So they, they didn't even have the horse considered something. When it won, I'm like, I don't even see it here. Well, not, not only
4: did, did you not see it, but the first time the track announcer uh, I called its name was three feet from the finish line. I watched that
2: because that was fascinating. It was unbelievable. They, 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 they had a, a, a replay, right? Right. And they had an arrow pointing at the winning horse.
4: What was it called? Uh, yeah, uh, 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 A-Hole Rich first. Strike. Yeah. Rich Strike. A-Hole.
2: <laughs> okay, so A-Hole's out there way in the back, right? <laughs> and they had an arrow, the arrow pointing at the leader. And you're watching, it was like a fifty second clip. It's unbelievable. And he's moving, he's moving.
4: The announcer says nothing about him until the final second when he when he nosed ahead. I know, but you know what? Uh, horses don't run like that. That uh, the horse is only ever won a maiden. Performance enhancing drugs. I'm calling it. it. A maiden claiming race is the only horse that race that's ever won. That that horse should be at Griffith Park where you can rent him. (laughs) And walk around the stable. Okay, uh, so now
2: how does that happen? The horse, like I saw they had souvenir T-shirts with the all 20 horses in the right. field. Right, right. This, this horse wasn't there. No break strike.
4: Well, they, a, a horse dropped down, They stuck. they stuck him in the last minute. They didn't ship that horse in until three to two days before the race. It was horrible. Wow. Right. And so you're right. They're going to drug test the horse. Now, hopefully it doesn't come back positive, because if it does— that's the end of racing.
2: <laughs> it might be, yes,
4: you know. I mean, more chaos. Oh,
2: but you do you get the 23,000?
4: No, I'm I kept that ticket. If that horse comes back with anything other than uh, you know, uh, hay and water, <laughs> that ticket's uh, worth 23 grand. Yeah, and I and know. someone's going to pay it too.
3: That trifecta payoff was hundreds of thousands. Oh yeah, right? the superfecta. No, the superfecta, right, the big one, right? The superfecta the was
4: 200,000, but the super the pick 5, if you pick the top 5 horses, for fifty cents, or I think no, that's a dollar bet. For a dollar, paid seven hundred forty-one thousand. Uh, wow. <laughs> but my that, bets—you have to pick the winners of five straight races. No, right? five five horses in that race. But the pick five, you're right, uh, is five races leading up to the Kentucky Derby. My friend did it in in Boston, and his fifty cent bet returned him two hundred forty-one thousand dollars.
2: Wow. So he had twenty one really? in the mix.
4: He had. Well, he had all. He went. He went. He singled a horse in the first, second, and third leg two horses in the fourth leg, and then he had all in the uh, derby. Yeah. And so he made, he made 241000 but the track kept 59000 uh, uh for t- the IRS. Oh, damn.
2: And I gotcha.
4: said, no, I said, so you are even got to be even or up for the year. He goes, two more of these, I'll be even. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. that's how bad it is. All right, dig dog with tonight? you Here guys. Let's go. the derby. Let's go. Yeah, the yeah. derby
4: and Dr. Ray Kosheri coming on with us to talk about uh, COVID or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, what else is he going to do? Oh, no, it's a big donation to the uh, hospital under oh. Anonymous. Somebody donated $53 million anonymously to the hospital. So we're going to talk right. about that. All right, very yeah, good. Thank on. the Anonymous anonymous person, right? The, the anonymous, anonymous person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Anonymous. anonymous. John and Ken Show. We got uh, Conway go on. next. Yeah. Crozier's got the news. KFI, KOST, HD2,
2: Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
3: Well, that's right.